This is the Monday, June 6th edition of the Daily Wager Podcast. We're going to get you covered with a variety of action for tonight and, of course, the NBA Finals, which we'll see continue later this week. So settle in and we'll set you up in a little more than 10 minutes with everything you need to know heading into the betting day. Three times a week, the right time with Bamani Jones podcast brings you the latest from technology, music, and the very best analysis of the games. Plus, we have a community of friends, including Dominique Foxworth for Foxworth Fridays. That's the right time with Bamani Jones, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Listen, wherever you get your podcasts and Wednesdays and Fridays, podcasts are also available on ESPN's YouTube channel. Welcome to the Daily Wager Podcast, presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. Tyler Folger, and Anita Marks, getting the week started here on the DW Podcast. Anita, how you feeling? How was your weekend? Ready to rock and roll? I am. I am ready. I had a great weekend. I mean, listen, you know, when when you when you win placing your dog of the day bet on Michael Smith, um, who won the dart tournament here <laughs> in New York. Tyler, you know things are good, boo. You know things are good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is classic. Uh, let's dive in with the NBA Finals. We saw game two take place last night. The uh, Warriors able to even up the series, 108-77. Again, it was a big third-quarter blitz that turned out to be the difference in the game. This time they were able to uh, make it hold up. So we're knotted up at one apiece going back to Boston for game three, which will take place on Wednesday. We do have early lines and totals there. The Celtics are favored by three and a half, total of 212 and a half. So uh, Anita, I'll let you talk about this series any which way you want to. If you want to go micro and look at game three and what you're thinking, or if you want to go macro and take a look at adjusted series prices or MVP market, uh, where are you now after we've seen two games? And the team split them both in San Francisco. Yeah, I'm I'm sticking with the Golden State Warriors here to uh, to win the series uh, again. I, I just I, I think they're better they're the better team. Um, and Steph Curry to me the best player on the court with all due respect to, to Tatum. So um, I'm going to double down with Steph Curry winning the MVP. Um, you know, big picture as we know, like I don't expect a Jerry West scenario here, right? So like. Again, I do expect the Golden State Warriors to win the series for eight quarters. In my opinion, watching this matchup, they've won seven of them. Of course, we know what happened in game one, that fourth quarter, that 40 to 16 differential that helped, of course, um, Boston win game one. But this is Steph Curry, what we've seen him do, right? Like uh, he leads all the players in scoring. He's put 63 points. Um, he doesn't have a finals MVP yet. Boston has a great defense. I mean, smart one defensive player of the year, and he's still finding his groove, right? 73 pointers in post in the postseason for the fifth time in his career. This is the third time that he's had at least 25 points in five three three pointers in back to back final games. Um, he's and, and and another thing, Tyler, is he just he doesn't get enough credit on the defensive side of the ball. And you heard Steve Kerr talk about it if you did watch uh, any of the post game. Uh, I just, you know, he, we, when we talk about Steph Curry, we always talk about offense, offense, the amount of points he puts up, three-pointers. But if you do watch him, he does play excellent defense as well. He just doesn't get enough credit for it. So, again, just because I do believe the Warriors are going to win the series, whether it's in six or seven, um, I hope it goes the distance because I'm excited for a series. But uh, I'm, I'm going to double down on, on, on Steph Curry to win the MVP. Yeah, as far as game three is concerned, I'm thinking it's a, a spot to uh, go in on the Celtics. They're 6-0 this postseason coming off a loss. And I really do think, um, you know, 
that in the first half, Golden State was able to stay in the game and not let it get away from them because Boston turned the ball over a lot. And then Draymond Green and the Warriors were kind of daring the refs to blow the whistle, being very physical, and they did not. So uh, then the third quarter blitz happened, and that's been the case for the Warriors at home and the um, uh, struggles for the Celtics in the third quarter on the road. I think now with this game going back to Boston where their defense gets better, their offense should be better with the uh, with the role players like you know Horford, Smart, Derek White playing at home. I think you're gonna see some bounce back from them. I love I love Boston the first half. I think it's my favorite way to bet it. I like them in the game again six and zero coming off a loss this postseason. The fact that they're returning home and they have been they've outscored Golden State in all in every quarter of this series, first, second, and fourth. The third though they're being outscored by almost forty points. So it's that bugaboo third quarter. Unfortunately for the Warriors, though, they're not going to be at home the next two games. They're going to be in Boston where that trend does not necessarily um, carry over. So the fact that Boston was able to win three out of the four quarters over the course of those uh, eight total quarters, those two games in Golden State shows me that they're the better team. Uh, And so I I do like them to win game three and take a 2-1 series lead. Game four, I think it's going to kind of be the fulcrum point of this series. Um, Like I said, before the series started, I thought Boston was the better team, but the home court advantage for Golden State cannot be ignored. I did not bet a series price. What I try to do to get a better return on investment, Anita, was just bet um, an exact score in the series. And since Boston, I think, is the better team, I like Boston in six at plus 380. And then if it got back to Golden State for a game seven, I like the Warriors to win at home in a game seven with their um, experience and pedigree. So the Warriors in seven was, I think, plus 325. So I have those two bets. I think the split in games one and two sets up well for both of those outcomes. Um, so I'm just going to hold on to those two that, uh, if one of them hits, I'm guaranteed profit. Obviously, if both hit, I'm down two units, but I'm at least up a unit and some change if one of those hits, Celtics and six in Boston are, are Warriors and seven. And that's where I'm going to kind of stay and hang right now and see what happens. But again, as far as game three is concerned, I definitely um, am going uh, kind of heavy, kind of big on the Celtics, thinking they um, get a 2-1 lead and uh, really uh, put the Warriors on their heels coming off a game two loss. Uh, So that'll uh, be our initial look early in the week at the NBA. Of course, the NHL postseason continues. Yesterday, we saw the Lightning get on the board in their series against the New York Rangers. uh, 3-2, the late goal by Andre Palat made it a 2-1 advantage after three games for the Rangers. So right now, nothing but home teams have won. So you could say that series hasn't started. Meanwhile, in the Western Conference, we do have a game four tonight. It's an opportunity for the Avalanche on the road to complete a sweep of the Oilers. They're minus 135 road favorites, total of six and a half, which I think is the lowest we've seen in the uh, four games so far. Uh, Any way that you're looking at this NHL uh, matchup, an opportunity again for the Avalanche to close the series out? Yeah, so you could get them on the money line, as you said, at minus 135, but you could also get them to close out the series 4-0 at minus 125. (laughs) Okay, well. So I think that's a smart shopping right there. Right, Tyler, give me the minus 125 over the minus 135. So I'm going to, I'm going to play the avalanche to uh, sweep, of course, winning the series four and oh, you know, they're one game away. They've just been tremendous. They came from behind uh, in one, four, two in game three. Uh, They've won six straight on the road. They're six and one against Edmonton this season. Um, you know, second string goalie came in and had 27 saves. Um, also Edmonton, don't forget, uh, Kane is going to be suspended on that bad hit on Kadri. So, uh, Kadri, 13 goals in 15 games, who's going to step up. 
Uh, Alex Newhook, he's going to step up. He's got 13 goals this season in 71 games, only averaging 13 minutes a game. So I'm also going to play Newhook to score a goal at plus 360. So that's how I'm going to play it tonight. Yeah, I like the Avalanche too. I'd probably just go ahead and uh, try and earn a big payday uh, and play the Lanch. I don't know if anyone calls them that on the puck line. Uh, so they got to win by two goals, but it's plus 175. So you can get a nice payout there uh, if the Avalanche offense um, kind of has an onslaught against Mike Smith, which is something we've seen, you know, in this series. So um, I do think the Avalanche win. I don't like the, the minus 125 price. I'm much, I'm much more attracted to the plus 175 payout. So I'll roll the dice on that, um, uh, you know, probably slightly less probable outcome of a two plus goal win versus a, just a goal win and try and get that nice payout. Um, I, I, won't, I won't bet unders in the series. There's just too much talent on the ice. Um, so the fact that it is the lowest total we've seen, six and a half, I'd be interested in betting the over there, even though it's juiced to minus 140. But again, I think the, the best way or the, the way I'm most comfortable playing this is just playing Avalanche on the puck line because minus plus 175 is a nice payout for a team that I think um, has many paths to a, a two-plus goal victory in game four. All right, how about we move to Major League Baseball? A kind of light day on the uh, baseball card here. Um, not every team in action on this Monday. What sticks out to you uh, today, which uh, we have – kind of the entire uh, docket to look at because our first game doesn't start until 6.40 p.m. Eastern, 3.40 Pacific, Arizona, visiting the Cincinnati Reds. Everything um, after that is uh, 7 p.m. Pacific or later start. So uh, what stands out to you in terms of uh, what you like on today's slate? Yeah, there's three games that I like. Uh, One, I'm going with the Diamondbacks on the money line. Uh, You get that at plus 105 going up against the Reds. Um, you got Bumgarner, who's uh, who's pitching for Arizona. Granted, he's 0-3 with a 5-2-5, but the Reds are just miserable, 23rd against left-handed pitchers. Uh, meanwhile, for Arizona, second-best slugging percentage, and um, and they're great against right-handed pitchers. Which for the Reds, they've got the rookie Green on the mound. He's two and eight in his 10 starts with a 6-1-9 ERA. I think he gets absolutely shelled today. So, I like Arizona on the money line. Also, I'm going to take the Blue Jays on the run line against Kansas City. Uh, the Blue Jays starting to be that team that we all thought they were, and they need to because we know how good the Yankees are uh, are just crushing it in the American League East. They're 8-2 and two their last 10 games. They're averaging six runs a game. In Kansas City, the Royals are going with Lynch, who's got a, a 5-6-7 ERA, and, uh, and he's lost. Uh, he's 2-4 and four this last six games. And also the Royals, their bullpen, one of the worst in Major League Baseball. So I'm going to go on the run line with the Blue Jays. And probably my favorite play, Tyler, is the Boston Red Sox against the Angels. Um, <laughs> this is an Angels team. They've lost 11 straight. Uh, Mike Trout is a hot mess since that whole fantasy football ordeal, Tyler. He's 0-26 at the plate. They've had to travel back to the West Coast last night from Philly. Noah Syndergaard pitching. He got shelled by the, link, by the, the Yankees in his last outing. Angels bullpen is not good either. Meanwhile, the Sox, they swept the A's, and uh, and, and they've got a better uh, pitching matchup uh, on their side today. So I, I really – probably my favorite play is uh, the Boston Red Sox on the money line at even money. Those are my three major league baseball plays. Yeah, I got a couple, and they're uh, both unders. Uh, Mariner Strohs, the first one. Uh, Houston is – 39 and 15 to the under overall this season. So 72% of their games have gone under. That's by far the highest under rate in Major League Baseball. Um, but they're 15 and 5 to the under at home this season. And that's where they'll be hosting the Mariners. 75% of their games have gone under at home, which is, again, highest in Major League Baseball. It's a total of eight. 
Christian Javier's on the bump for the Astros. He's been very, very good this season. Uh, I believe it's Robbie Ray uh, for the Mariners. I'll have to double check that. Um, yeah, Robbie Ray for the Mariners is starting. So he can be hit or miss if he's walking guys. But of course, if he is not walking guys, he can absolutely mow lineups down. Javier, again, has been great all season with an ERA under three. So I want to play that under eight uh, and ride that trend of Houston being the um, the best under team in Major League Baseball this season overall and at home, where 75% of their games have come in under the run total. Another game I'm looking to the under in a couple of different ways is Mets and Padres from San Diego. Um, under 7.5, minus 110. First five, under four is minus 120. San Diego has the second highest under rate at home this season. 16 of their 23 games at Petco at 72% have gone under the total. Blake Snell is pitching for uh, the Padres, and since he has joined this organization a year ago, his home road splits are quite drastic. He has a 2.69 ERA at home and 73 innings pitched, and wearing a Padres jersey, his ERA is almost six on the road and 70 innings pitched. So he pitches much better in the uh, spacious uh, comfy confines of Petco. The Padres will be going up against Carlos Carrasco. Cookie Carrasco, pretty good, you know, uh, middle of the rotation starter, but he's right-handed and he's got good stuff. And the Padres struggle versus right-handed pitching this season. Their 644 OPS is 27th in Major League Baseball. Their 228 batting average against right-handed pitching is 24th in Major League Baseball. So they arguably have a bottom five offense against right-handed pitching. Carrasco is good enough. Snell, home road splits. Much more effective at home. Padres, loving unders at home. Has me thinking Padres first four under. And just the game total coming under seven and a half. Those are two baseball plays that I'm looking at as well. Um, I do want to let you know that our programming today is going to be an hour early. Bet will be on at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. That's Anita and I. And then uh, Daily Wage will be on at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific an hour early as well on ESPN2 uh, with Doug Kazarian. We'll be talking about NFL futures as well. So make sure you tune in to uh, uh, hear what we have to say all week long in the NFL's future, NFL future market. We'll also be posting a lot of our um, thoughts on the website, on our chalk columns of just throughout the week. Any which way you want to bet an NFL future, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we'll have new content coming out online. Um, kind of just asking some questions and then giving some thoughts as to how to approach the futures market, certain teams, certain players, all that stuff here in the NFL offseason. But that'll do it for Monday's edition of the Daily Wager podcast. Good stuff on the hardwood, on the ice, and on the diamond. Again, an hour early for both Bet and for Daily Wager today um, on our digital platforms with Bet and then on ESPN2 with Daily Wager. Other than that, hope everyone is a winner tonight. We'll see you back here Tuesday on the Daily Wager podcast. 